Hello everyone and happy 2022. Welcome to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms at The Gratitude Chick for both Instagram and Facebook, Gratitude underscore Chick on Twitter, and on TikTok, Babes Who Manifest. everyone and welcome back to another episode of your weekly devotional with the gratitude chick so as you guys know we are in first samuel um that is kind of where we landed as we learn more of the backstory on king david so uh in the last episode we left off in uh chapter six So today we're going to start at chapter 7 and I'm going to just watch the time to see um, how far we can get. I don't really want the episodes to go past 30 minutes. So I am just going to watch the time and we'll see where we land, okay? I already prayed um, before I started recording, so I'm just going to jump right in. Then the men of Kirjath-Jerim came and took the Ark of the Lord and brought it into the house of Abinadab on the hill and consecrated Eliezer his son, Eliezer his son, to keep the ark of the Lord. Now, if you guys remember, um, in the last chapters we read, um, the Philistines had defeated Israel and taken the ark of the covenant. And um, as a result of them taking the ark, they had it, I believe it said seven months. And as a result of them taking the ark, a lot of Uh, things started to happen in the cities where the ark dwelled a lot of things started to happen to its inhabitants like boils and sickness and things like that started happening so they said it was you know they deduced that it was because of the ark so that they decided let's take the ark we're gonna put it on I think they put it on the oxen or a cow I think it was a cow and they said we're gonna send it on its way if it is the um ark then the cattle the the cow will keep going to its destination if it wasn't the ark that started all of this then it won't keep going it'll turn around or whatever they put it on the cow and the cow kept going until it reached its destination and that's where we are right now so it was that the ark remained in kirjath jerem a long time It was there 23 years. All the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. Then Samuel spoke to all the house of Israel saying, If you return to the Lord with all your hearts, then put away the foreign gods and the Ashtoreths from among you and prepare your hearts for the Lord and serve him only. And he will deliver you from the hand of the Philistines. So the children of Israel put away the Baals and the Ashtoreths and serve the Lord. Now, oh, I keep forgetting this is not my my Kindle. On my Kindle, I can just press on um, on a word and it'll tell me the meaning. So I, I keep forgetting this. I'm, I'm reading, um, although I'm on my Kindle, I'm reading out of the um, the Bible app. Because like I told you that my Bible, you know, the words are little, too small for me. Um, 
Okay, so Baal, obviously, and Asherah, those are gods, Canaanite gods. It says that Ashtoreth is the queen of heaven to whom the Canaanites burned offerings and poured libations. And that was taken, or um, I guess the description from Jeremiah 44. And she is known as the goddess of war and sexual love. Okay. And Samuel said, gather all Israel to Mizpah, and I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered together at Mizpah, drew water and poured it out before the Lord. And they fasted that day and said, and said there, we have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the children of Israel at Mitzvah. It is so crazy to me that, and, and, and maybe it is just simply because as Christians now, you know, we have Jesus, you know, Jesus came and he died. The Bible says he became, what does it say? What does it say? The word became flesh and dwelt among us John in John um, chapter one. Um, so it's crazy to me um to to see how much the children of Israel really put so many false idols before God it's just i don't know i don't know now when the philistines heard that the children of Israel had gathered together at mitzpah the lords of the philistines went up against Israel and when the children of Israel heard of it they were afraid of the Philistines. So the children of Israel said to Samuel, Do not cease to cry out to the Lord our God for us, that he may save us from the hand of the Philistines. And Samuel took a suckling lamb and offered it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. Then Samuel cried out to the Lord for Israel, and the Lord answered him. Now as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel. But the Lord thundered with a with a loud thunder upon the Philistines that day and so confused them that they were overcome before Israel and the men of Israel went out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and drove them back as far as below Bethkar then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shin and called its name Ebenezer saying thus far the Lord has helped us so the Philistines were subdued, and they did not come any more into the territory of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. Wow, that's deep. Then the cities which the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel, from Ekron to Gath. And Israel recovered its territory from the hands of the Philistines. Also, there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. And Samuel judged all Israel, I'm sorry, and Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. He went from year to year on a circuit to Bethel, Gilgal, and Mizpah, and judged Israel in all those places. But he always returned to Ramah, for his home was there. There he judged Israel, and there he built an altar to the Lord. That was chapter 7, and I think that... Um, Samuel really must have been a dope dude for, um, because of him, you know, the Lord drove back the Philistines. Uh, that's kind of how I see my grandmother. I feel like my family is so blessed because of her, because she was always on her knees praying. You know, she had 10 kids. 
So, and of course, all her children had a bunch of kids. So it's a lot of us. And she was always, always on her knees. And I have heard her call out names, you know. And since she's been gone, it just feels like, who's praying for us now? But I feel like her prayers are still going because my family is so blessed. So that's kind of something that I, that resonated with me when I read that chapter. Okay, so we are going to move on to chapter 8. Now it came to pass when Samuel was old that he made his sons judges over Israel. The name of his firstborn was Joel, and the name of his second, Abijah. I know I didn't pronounce that right. They were judges in Beersheba, but his sons did not walk in his ways. They turned aside after the, the after dishonest gain, took bribes, and perverted justice. Who's this sound like? It sounds like Eli and his sons, right? Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, Look, you are old and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. So Samuel prayed to the Lord and the Lord said to Samuel, Heed the voice of the people in all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. Well, that's deep. So in this verse, the Lord is telling them, do what the people say, because they have not rejected you, but they rejected me. Oh, this is deep. And even, even as they rejected him, God is still looking over them. Is that not deep? Mercy. According to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them up out of Egypt, even to this day with which they have forsaken me and served other God, so that, oh, so they are going to, I'm sorry, so they are doing to you also. Now, therefore, heed their voice. However, you shall solemnly for, forewarn them and show them the behavior of the king who will reign over them. So Samuel told all the words of the Lord to the people who asked him for a king. And he said, this will be the behavior of the king who will reign over you. He will take your sons and appoint them for his own chariots and to be his horsemen. And some will run before his chariots. He will appoint captains over his thousands and captains over his fifties. Will set some to plow his, his ground and reap his harvest and some to make his weapons of war and equipment for his chariots. He will take your daughters to be perfumers, cooks, and bakers. And he will take the best of your fields, your vineyards, and your olive groves and give them to his servants. He will take a tenth of your grain and your vintage and give it to his officers and servants. And he will take your male servants, your female servants, your finest young men and your donkeys and put them to his work. He will take a tenth of your sheep and you will be his servants. And you will cry out in that day because of your king, whom you have chosen for yourselves. And the Lord will not hear you in that day. Whew. Mercy. Nevertheless, the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel. And they said, no, but we will have a king over us that we also may be like all the nations and that our king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. That is deep. And Samuel heard all the words of the people, and he repeated them in the hearing of the Lord. 
So the Lord said to Samuel, Heed their voice and make them a king. And Samuel said to the men of Israel, Every man go to his city. So basically, the Lord said, Okay, this is what's going to happen if you want this king. He's going to take from you. He's going to take your, your, your daughters, your sons. He's going to take some of your properties. He's going to take some of your oxen and your cattle and all of this. He's going to take from you and give to whomever he wants. And then even as he takes from you, he will judge you at the same point, at, by the same token. Do you still want this? Someone over you? A fallible man to be your king as he takes from you? And they say, yes, we want to be like other kingdoms, not even realizing that they are above other kingdoms because their God is the Lord. He is the creator and the maker. Wow. I often wonder what I be just as dense and I guess the, the the answer would be yes okay so I picked the wrong hold on that was chapter 8 so now we go to chapter 9 okay there was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish the son of Abiel the son of Zer- Zeror the son of Becherath the son of Aphia a Benjamite, a mighty man of power, and he had a choice and handsome son whose name was Saul. There was not a more handsome person than he among the children of Israel. From his shoulders upward, he was taller than any of the people. Now the donkeys of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. And Kish said to his son Saul, please take one of the servants with you and arise go and look for the donkeys. So he passed through the mountains of Ephraim and through the land of Shalisha, but they did not find them. Then they passed through the land of Shalem and they were not there. Then he passed through the land of the Benjamites, but they did not find them. When they had come to the land of Zuf, Saul said to a servant who was with him, come let us return lest my father cease caring about the donkeys and become worried about us. And he said to him, look now, there, I'm sorry, look now, there is in this city a man of God, and he is an honorable man. All that he says surely comes to pass. So let us go there. Perhaps he can show us the way that we should go. Then Saul said to his servant, but look, if we go, what shall we bring the man? For the bread in our vessels is all gone, and there is no present to bring to the man of God. What do we have? And the servant answered Saul again and said, look, I have here at hand one-fourth of a shekel of silver. I will give that to the man of God to tell us our way. Formerly in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, he spoke thus, Come, let us go to the seer, for he who is now called a prophet was formerly called a seer. Then Saul said to his servant, Well, well said, come, let us go. So they went to the city where the man of God was. As they went up the hill to the city, they met some young women going out to draw water and said to them, is the seer here? And they answered him and said, yes, there he is just ahead of you. Hurry now for today he came to the city because there is a sacrifice of the people today on the high place. As soon as you come into the city, you will surely find him before he goes up to the high place to eat. For the people will not eat until he comes because he must bless the sacrifice. Afterward, those who are invited will eat. 
Now therefore go up, for about this time you will find him. So they went up to the city. As they were coming into the city, there was Samuel coming out toward him, toward them on his way up to the high place. Now the Lord had told Samuel in his ear the day before Saul came, saying, Tomorrow about this time I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin, and you shall anoint him commander over my people Israel, that he may save my people from the hand of the Philistines. For I have looked upon my people because their cry has come to me. So now they're crying back to the Lord. Interesting. It really has been a, a tug of war, love between, I, I won't even say between God and Israel, because God's love is never strayed. He He stayed loving Israel, but Israel is a harlot, right? And she just goes after her own way. Child, it's, it's amazing. So when Samuel saw Saul, that, that's a tongue twister. So when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said to him, There he is, the man of whom I spoke to you. This one shall reign over my people. Then Saul drew near, Saul drew near to Samuel in the gate and said, Please tell me where is the seer's house? Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. Go up before me to the high place, for you shall eat with me today. And tomorrow I will let you go and will tell you all that is in your heart. But as for your donkeys that were lost three days ago, do not be anxious about them, for they have been found. And on whom is all the desire of Israel? Is it not on you in all your father's house? And Saul answered and said, Am I not a Benjamite of the smallest of the tribes of Israel? And my family the least of all the families of the tribe of Israel? of Benjamin why then do you speak like this to me now Samuel took Saul and his servant and brought them into the hall and had them sit in the place of honor among those who were invited there were about 30 persons and Samuel said to the cook bring the portion which I gave you of which I said to you set it apart so the cook took up took up the thigh with its upper part and set it before Saul and Samuel said here it is what was kept back, it was set apart for you. Eat, for until this time it has been kept for you, since I said I invited the people. So Saul ate with Samuel that day. So um, just in case some of the wording kind of is convoluted, it's basically what's going on here is the Lord told Samuel that Saul is the king, right? That, you know, get him and anoint him as king. Um, and right now Saul is saying, you know, I come from the, a tribe of Benjamin, the one of the lowest tribes of Benjamin. Basically, why are you bestowing this honor on me? So that's kind of what's been happening. When they had come down from the high place into the city, Samuel spoke with Saul on the top of the house. There arose early. They arose early, and it was about the dawning of the day that Samuel called to Saul on the top of the house, saying, Get up that I may send you on your way. And Saul arose, and both of them went outside, he and Samuel. As they were going down to the outskirts of the city, Samuel said to Saul, Tell the servant to go on ahead of us, and he went on. But you stand here a while, that I may announce to you the word of God. So this is um, he, him setting up the anointing of Samuel. He's about, um, excuse me, the anointing of Saul. He is about to tell Saul that he's the new king of Israel. 
so now we are at chapter 10. Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it out on his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? When you have departed from me today, you will find two men by Rachel's tomb in the territory of Benjamin at Zelzah. And they will say to you, The donkeys which you went to look for have been found. And now your father has ceased caring about the donkeys and is worrying about you, saying, What shall I do about my son? Then you shall go on forward from there and come to the terebinth tree of Tabor. There, three men going up to God at Bethel will meet you, one carrying three young goats and another carrying three loaves of bread and another carrying a skin of wine. And they will meet you and give you two loaves of bread, which you shall receive from their hands. After that, you shall come to the hill of God where the Philistines' garrison is. And it will happen when you have come there to the city that you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with a stringed instrument, a tambourine, a flute, and a harp before them, and they will be prophesying. Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. And let it be, when these signs come to you, that you do as the occasion demands, for God is with you. You shall go down before me to Gilgal, and surely I will come down to you to offer burnt offerings and make sacrifices of peace offerings. Seven days you shall wait till I come to you and show you what you should do. So it was when he had turned his back to go from Samuel <clears throat> to go from Samuel that God gave him another heart and all those signs came to pass that day. That is a lot to do. I did not know um being anointed was this involved. Is that not involved to you guys? That's involved to me. <laughs> when they came there to the hill, there was a group of prophets to meet him. Then the spirit of God came upon him and he prophesied among them. And it happened when all who knew him formerly saw that he indeed prophesied among the prophets that the people said to one another, What is this that has come upon the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? Then a man from there answered and said, But who is their father? Therefore it became a proverb, Is Saul also among the prophets? And when he had finished prophesying, he, sent, he went to the high place. Then Saul's uncle said to him and his servant, where did you go? So he said to look for the donkeys. When we saw that they were nowhere to be found, we went to Samuel. And Saul's uncle said, tell me, please, what Samuel said to you. So Saul said to his uncle, he told us plainly that the donkeys had been found. <clears throat> but about the matter of the kingdom, he did not tell me, tell him what Samuel had said. Then Samuel called the people together to the Lord at Mizpah and said to the children of Israel, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I brought up Israel out of Egypt and delivered you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the hand of all kingdoms and from those who oppressed you. But you have today rejected your God who himself saved you from all your adversaries and your tribulations. And you have said to him, No, said a king over us. Now, therefore, present yourselves before the Lord by your tribes and by your clans. And when Samuel had caused all the tribes of Israel to come near, the tribe of Benjamin was chosen. When he had called the tribe of Benjamin to come near by their families, the family of Matri was chosen 
and Saul the son of Kish was chosen. But when they sought him, he could not be found. Therefore they inquired of the Lord further, Has the man come here yet? And the Lord answered, There he is, hidden among the equipment. So they ran and brought him from there. And when he stood among the people, he was taller than any of the people from his shoulders upward. And Samuel said to all the people, Do you see him whom the Lord has chosen? There was no one like him among all the people. So all the people shouted and said, Long live the king. Then Samuel explained to the people the behavior of royalty and wrote it in a book and laid it before the Lord. And Samuel sent all the people away, every man to his house. And Saul also went home to Gibeah. And valiant men went with him, whose hearts God had touched. But some rebels said, How can this man save us? So they despised him and brought him no presents, but he held his peace. So that is basically the story of how Samuel, excuse me, how Samuel anointed Saul as king. So even though we are reading, we're, our purpose is reading about David, we know that there is something to come that allows David to take Saul's kingship or his kingdom from him. So that is coming soon. And But I wanted you guys to read the backstory because there are pivotal people involved in who David becomes. Um, that is Saul. Saul is pivotal in, you know, his pursuit of David, um, trying to kill him, you know. So Saul is a pivotal role. Samuel is a pivotal character. And also the Philistines are pivotal. So I wanted to read all of this because it's all the backstory on how David became king. So now we're at the point where Saul is king. And um, I did want to point out that Saul became king and all he was doing is, you know, looking for some donkeys. <laughs> That's it. And and he became king. He had, was it his ambition to be king? I don't know. Did he even know? Did he even think there would ever be a king over Israel? Who knew? But the Bible doesn't tell us what his thought process was, if this was even something that he aspired to be. All we know is that God chose him to be king. And what this lets me know is that no matter where you are in life, how you have been born, what side of the tracks for, you know, quote unquote, where you've been born, you can always rise to the highest of heights. You just never know. With God on your side, you can accomplish anything. Things that you didn't even imagine. Because before Saul, there was no king of Israel. So the fact that this man started out to just find his father's donkeys and became king, that lets you know that God can do anything he wants in this world. And if he wants to bless you, with whatever it is that is your heart's desire, he has the ability to do so. All you have to do is believe. And, and that, that at, at no point 
during this entire reading, did we read any hesitation in Saul? Did we even see any point of disbelief? Or is disbelief a word? Unbelief, sorry. Disbelief, where does that come from? We never saw any part of Saul where he did not believe. The only thing that he hesitated on was, hey, I'm I'm part, I'm a lowly part of a lowly part of Benjamin. Why are you saying this to me? <laughs> That's it. But once it was told to him, he's he, it was just what it was. Because God said it, so it is. And we have seen so many things in our lives that God has said, but we choose not to believe. So my my I hope you guys have have taken away that part because that was glaring to me you know going out to find some donkeys and then oops I'm king come on who else could have done something that miraculous in your life that you went from the bottom to the top like this like who I mean of course it was a couple months or at least you know that passed but still it wasn't years so who who could have done that for him to make him go from the, the lowest tribe of Benjamin to, or the lowest family of the tribe of Benjamin to king of Israel. Only God could do that. So just, just you know, my, my entire point is don't give up. Don't stop believing for greater things for yourself. Keep believing, keep asking keep thanking because God is in the blessing business as we see and most often than not God will bless us exponentially more than what we could have asked for or even thought of because his Saul's only request to Samuel was have you seen my donkeys and he turned into a king he just wanted his donkeys this is blowing me away. <laughs> so I hope that you guys have learned something from this this um, episode of your weekly devotional. These chapters were great. Um, so next week we'll start with, with 1 Samuel chapter 11 and go from there. Don't forget to add gratitude as a daily practice in your life, guys. I promise you, your life will change once you add the daily practice of gratitude. You guys have a blessed day. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. I keep forgetting to do this. I keep forgetting to do this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to make it next week to remember to do this when I'm done before I start rambling. Um, our benediction. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I'm going to try to say that every time I finish reading. So it's going to take me a minute to, to get, get the habit going. But I didn't want to close out the episode without saying it. You guys have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, a.k.a the gratitude chick don't forget to subscribe to me on youtube at the gratitude chick 
Make sure to click in my description box for the link to paid surveys, manifesting merchandise, and much more.